Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel. I'm your host, Stacy Galino. And as always, I'm so delighted to be with you each and every week here on Catholic Community Radio. And I'm especially excited. Well, you know I say that every week. I'm, I'm excited every week because we always have so many awesome guests, but it's really awesome today. We have return guest, Father Donald Calloway. Hey there, Father. Hey, how are you? Good to be back. Oh, we're so delighted. I'm just, I mean, I'm just shaking. I'm so excited because you have a new book and I want to talk about that and so, so much more with you. It is always such a pleasure to have you and we have so much wisdom that we gain um, gained through your your holy priesthood and the beautiful fruit that you are bearing in your work, Father Calloway. So thank you so much. And you thank know, you. I, you guys are awesome. You guys are doing great work, and it's it's a pleasure for me to be a, be part of it with you. That's fantastic. Oh well, you know, you've been as you remember, you have been a guest with us in the past, and I just want people to know you can go to StacyGolino.com and you can check out uh, past interviews with Father Calloway. Um, he's been on with us as well on our morning program, Wake Up Louisiana, or now called Wake Up on Catholic Community Radio. And I've done a few book reviews of his past works, and I'm going to be doing another one for his brand new book, Rosary Gems, Daily Wisdom on the Holy Rosary. So excited about this book, Father. But first, I know you remember, Father Callaway, that we always start Faith and Good Counsel with prayer. And since we have you today, would you please lead us in a prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your graces and your mercies. We thank you for all the blessings that you give to us. We pray that our hearts would be open to receive all of those blessings, to be vessels of mercy to others ourselves, so that all peoples can come to know and love you through your Son, through the Church, through the intercession of Our Lady. And we ask this and all these graces in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 St. John Paul II, St. Faustina. Pray for us. Pray for us. Amen. Okay. So, Father, I know you've you've told this story probably thousands of times mm-hmm. now, but if you could just briefly reintroduce yourself to our listening audience. We have new listeners all the time, and I would like for them to know where. how is it that you have come to this day writing a book about the rosary? Yeah, well, um, my my con- my own conversion story um, is. You're right. I've probably I've probably given that thousands and thousands of times, um, and I love doing it. Just yes. I, re- I relive it almost every time I give it. And yes. um, you know, I went from being a very bad boy when I was growing up, not in a non-Christian household, um, to you know getting very involved with uh, substance abuse and living a very immoral life um, as a young man and. Uh, dropped out of school and uh, actually even got kicked out of a foreign country at one point because my my stepfather was in the military and we, he was stationed in Japan and I caused an international scene and oh boy it was yeah. it was really really bad um, you know ended up following an old hippie band called the Grateful Dead at one point mm. and <laughs> yeah I know I know it's amazing I <sighs> I, um, I was in two drug rehabilitation centers um, in Pennsylvania. I actually got thrown in jail in Louisiana one time. Yeah, your first uh, visit. How that's nice. right. That's right. So I've gone back since and made reparations. Amen. So. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, 
so I, I really had a, a really tough beginning to life. And so um, my parents ended up having a big conversion and converted to Catholicism. And it was a few years after they did, when I hit ultimate rock bottom and was really at my, my, my last straw, really, of life and completely given up hope and of amounting to anything or just having purpose in life. And, and as I recall, this was at the age of 20, right? That's you had right. lived all of this before the age of 20. I know. It's Astounding. amazing. I, I know. It's incredible, the things that I did and, 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 and all of that. And just the span of going from basically from age 12 to 20 was, mm. for me, was just, oh, my goodness. And you live to tell about it. You live to yeah. tell about it through God's yeah. grace and through our Absolutely. lady's intercession. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. the key. Because for me, my conversion was um, really through our lady bringing me to Jesus, bringing me to the realization that there is meaning to life, and that meaning is to be found in Jesus Christ and in His Church and and the teachings of the Church, and it set me free. I mean, it Amen. just radically set me free. Um, Amen. Had a huge conversion and became Catholic, and then discerned a call to the priesthood, and joined my religious community, the Marians, and uh, the community that promotes the Divine Mercy message, mm-hmm. and um, studied for a very long time because I didn't have anything, and I had to basically start from the bottom up. And um, all throughout that process, when I was having my conversion, and then after when I entered my community, there was always one constant um, throughout that whole process, and that was this little thing called the rosary. Mm. Because, yeah, when I had my conversion, when I went for the first time to a Catholic church, there were these little Filipino women, and they were praying this thing on what looked like a necklace to me. I had no idea what it was. And they tried to get me to get involved with it. I had no idea what they were asking me. I didn't know what decades were. I didn't know what mysteries were, you know. And mm-hmm. um, But soon, um, as I started to go to church, I found out what it was and ended up falling in love with this thing called the rosary. And I can honestly say, I mean, this is like 22 years ago now, that um, there really has not been a day that's gone by when it's at least not in my pocket. I mean, I've mm-hmm. pretty much prayed it almost every day, but I'm, there's some I've missed. But it's um, it's a daily companion for me. Um, it is something that is really part and parcel of my following of Jesus and meditating upon these mysteries and carrying it with me everywhere I go. And sometimes I'll have two on my purse, one in my left pocket, one on my right, you know. And Yeah, um, double duty. I love it. Yeah, well, you know, you bring me, of course, I, I do want to get into your brand-new book, Rosary Gems, Daily Wisdom on the Holy Rosary. But, you know, people, are you listening to this? I mean, this is a miraculous story. You do need to check out some of Father's other books where he tells these stories. No Turning Back is the one of your conversion story there. Also, you can find him all over YouTube. There are DVDs, Extreme Mercy 2, uh, 1 and 2, um, as well as his other books. I own all of them. Mine are all marked and tabbed and whatnot. <laughs> Under the Mantle about Our Lady, the Virgin Mary and Theology of the Body, the Immaculate Conception in the Life of the Church, and Purest of Lilies. I, I think one of these you edited, Father, but you, there's a theme here, Father. <laughs> there's a theme about Our Lady. And and so I get it, and I, I, I'm ever more getting it, this devotion to Our Lady. I'm a convert myself, mm-hmm. um, and it was something that I, I had to learn, um, and I just immerse in her um, to teach me authentic femininity and to teach me to be still and to be quiet and to be in union, to be intimate with God. But there are people, Father, I know you hear 
from them, I certainly do, who criticize the rosary. They don't understand it. It's boring. I don't get anything out of it. I mean, dare I say that even priests who are holy priests do not have a, a Marian devotion. They just don't get it. Um, what would you say, I mean, coming off of your, if, if, if your conversion story isn't enough, what else would you say to, to inspire uh, more devotion to the rosary? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's grounded in Scripture, so that's the important thing. Is it's, it's not something that's, um, you know, kind of somebody's own understanding of things or somebody's created their, their own, you know, devotion. It comes right out of the Scripture. So the Scriptures say, you know, in the Gospel of Luke, that all generations will call Mary blessed. And, you know, the Bible is the Word of God. So, so what's a great way to be able to do that? Well, why not take the prayers um, and statements that are in the Bible itself and use that as a form of prayer? So, for example, the Hail Mary prayer, the first part of it comes right from when the angel Gabriel appears to Mary and says, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Um, so that's, you know, we call that the angelic salutation, and that's the beginning of our salvation, when Christ is coming into the world. And then the second half is um, when Elizabeth, as the scriptures say, filled with the Holy Spirit, cries out to Mary, um, blessed are you among women. And so if we imitate Elizabeth, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, we're actually being faithful to the Word of God, which says that all generations will call Mary blessed. And so that's the, the most... Uh, common prayer in the rosary, but it's actually not the most important one, because the most important one came from the lips of our Lord himself, which is the Our Father, the Lord's Prayer. And so we pray that as well with the rosary, right out of the Bible. So by by praying the rosary, we're actually not just reading the scriptures, we're praying the scriptures. And yeah, some people might say, well, it's, it's, it's boring, you know, you just you sit there for 20 minutes and you do that. Okay, but understand it from this perspective. Telling someone that you love them is never boring. So if I, if I, now I'm a priest, so I'm not married, I don't have a wife, but let's just say that I, I wasn't and I did have a wife. Well, I don't think that my wife would ever tire of hearing me say, I love you. I love you. You know, it's, it's something beautiful and you, you can't say it enough. You know, you can never, never say it enough. Well, when we pray the rosary, we're basically saying to the Holy Trinity, to Mm. Our Lady, our spiritual mother, I love you. Mm. I love you. I love you. Mm. I love you, right? And they're never going to tire of hearing that. And mm. so if we could take, you know, just 15 to 20 minutes out of our day and basically just say to them while meditating upon the mysteries, you know, associated with the rosary, which are the saving mysteries of our Lord, through which we have eternal life, um, you know, that's very pleasing to them. Amen. Um, and Our Lady is just so important because... When you think about it, we wouldn't have Jesus without her. You know, he came to us through her, and she's so important. Um, and I love to, to quote Fulton Sheen, the venerable Fulton Sheen yeah. on this. He said him. that Our Lady gave ten times as much of, um, or Our Lord gave ten times as much of his life to Our Lady as he did to his apostles. So James, Peter, John, all those great guys, saints, they got three years. Oh, Our Lady wow. got 30 years. Wow. So she knows the heart of Christ. She mm-hmm. knows how to bring you close to the heart of Christ. So spending time with her, you know, every day in the rosary is a phenomenal way to get closer to Christ. Amen. You know, I'm thinking of, uh, I can see this lady's face. She is now a holy nun and st- mother, uh, oh my goodness, I can't remember it, but um, you'll, you'll know it when you hear it probably. But she says, Our Lady is a Jewish mother 
who knows how to homeschool her children. Right, I right, love right. that. And isn't there something, you said it so beautifully, Father, in, in so many ways, but, you know, just from a very practical, pragmatic standpoint, which we Americans like to hear, can't you just do it because she asked you to, because she's your mama, because she knows how to lead us to Christ, because we are called to be obedient. Whether right. you understand it or not, whether you are bored by it or not, just do it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, the beauty of the rosary is that it's not only a weapon in the spiritual life, because it is. It's, yes. you know, it was uttered by the lips of our Lord and, and an angel and Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit, these prayers. So they have, it has, it packs a spiritual punch, you know, against yes. vices and against against things that are not pleasing to our God. But at the same time, it's also a garland of spiritual roses that we mm. lay at our mother's feet. So, you know, what son or daughter, if you had the ability to just throw roses repeatedly at the feet of your mother, you'd do it, you know? Mm, and um, Yeah, so why not? Yeah, as you say, why not? Just, you know, just pour the, those roses out. Amen, know? amen. Well, Father, you have given us something to help us along that journey, our path to devotion to Our Lady and, and to the Rosary. Your brand new book, Rosary Gems, Daily Wisdom on the Holy Rosary. You can get your copy now. We're going to be taking a little break, Father, but when we come back, I'd like to delve into the book a little bit specifically. You've got, it's very much like your former book, Marion Gems, in format. So let's take a little break, and when we come back, we will delve a little further with Father Donald Calloway and his brand new book, Rosary Gems. We'll be right back, y'all. And now, a Papal Minute. Pius IX became Pope on June 16, 1846. Affectionately known as Pio Nono, his pontificate, the longest in history, lasted almost 32 years. They were eventful years. Pius opened the First Vatican Council in 1869. During his pontificate, the Papal States were lost as the political unification of the Italian peninsula came to pass. The new Italian government offered Pius the Law of Guarantees, which granted him use of the property of the Vatican. He refused to sign. Instead, he locked himself inside the Vatican Palace, calling himself a prisoner of the Vatican. Pius cautioned against modernism in his encyclical Quantacora, and most especially in his famous Syllabus of Errors. Though caught in the center of political firestorms, Pius lived a holy life and was beloved outside of Italy. This is Faith and Good Counsel. I hope you've been listening. If you haven't been listening, you can go back to my blog uh, after the show, StacyGalino.com, and hear my conversation today with Father Donald Calloway, who is back with us today, talking about his brand new work, Rosary Gems, Daily Wisdom on the Holy Rosary. Thanks for being with us, Father Calloway. Thanks so much, Stacy. Always a pleasure. It truly is. And I want to just jump right back in, and I want to actually jump into the book itself. So the, let me just say a couple of things. I'm, I'm, I'm holding a small, beautiful book in my hand with a gorgeous picture of Our Lady on the front. The title there, Rosary Gems, Daily Wisdom on the Holy Rosary. This book fits nicely in your purse. It fits nicely in, in a big, bigger pocket, let's say, perfect for um, adoration, perfect for just a daily devotional. But I, I, if, you've, if you've read Father Calloway's 
book Marion Gems, you will recognize the format of Rosary Gems. And one of the things I love, Father, is that you have all of these beautiful quotes as daily devotionals using uh, saints that we know and saints that we don't, right? Some brand new people. So can we talk about these holy, holy people who are leading us to Our Lady through the Rosary? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, when I was putting the book together, I, um, you know, if I was if I was able to find a quote from a saint um, for their feast day, I tried to match it up with their particular feast day. Um, but some I couldn't find because some saints, you know, they didn't they didn't write much. But um, I thought to myself, you know, what would be neat would be after each quote to have a little invocation to a saint, um, to asking them to pray for us. And I thought. Since St. Dominic founded the Rosary in the early 13th century, I should try and include, like, really um, obscure saints that maybe not a lot of people know about from all over the world that have that lived after the 13th century and who most likely prayed the Rosary themselves. And so I did a lot of digging and, you know, explored... Uh, you know, Vietnamese saints and Korean saints and Indian saints and from Sri Lanka and Africa and you name it, you know. And wow. So, yeah. And I, I mean, I have to say, I mean, I really discovered some amazing figures um, well, researching this. Like Blessed Bartolo Longo. Oh, yeah. How about this guy? Hey, oh, he's amazing. I mean, this guy, not a lot of people know this, and they'll probably be shocked when they hear what I'm about to say. This guy at one point, was a satanic priest. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. this uh, yeah, I know. Uh, you just don't think of something like that and he um he was far away from uh the Lord and got involved in this cult in Italy and ended up having a radical conversion through the rosary, renounced his former ways and became a third order Dominican and founded the um shrine to our lady of the rosary in Pompeii and was beatified and St. John Paul II called him um Basically, the Apostle of the Rosary for wow. the nineteenth, yeah, for the for the nineteenth uh, century, because he was just so zealous, so amazing, amazing. And I would I would venture to say I've heard of him only briefly, probably through one of some of your works, Father. As I'm yeah. thinking about it, but people have never heard of him, and yet look at that. How does one go from being a satanic priest mm-hmm. to the complete, uh, you know, the 180? That yeah. is through our the grace of Christ, Our Lady's inter, intercession for him. I mean, it's just so powerful. Well, I was, now this one is a new one to me. Blessed, let me see if I can get this. Blessed Serafino Jimenez Mala. He's oh, Spanish, yeah. right? Yes, that's right. What yeah. about this person? Yeah, well, this this was, he was so zealous for the, uh, for the rosary that um, he actually, you know, died with the rosary in his hands. Um, wow. They were, yeah, they wanted, it was during the Spanish Civil War, and they wanted to, they were persecuting the church, and yeah. they told him basically, look, give up your rosary, and we'll let you go. And he said, well, that's not going to happen. I'm not giving up my rosary. So they killed him. Oh. And so, yeah, wow. so the Pope called him, I believe it was John Paul, St. John Paul II, but then also Pope Benedict yes. referred to him as the martyr of the rosary. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. People so don't choose, got, choose to die for untruths. 
That's right. That's you right. Know? Absolutely. Because basically, you know, what they were asking him to do was to lay down his weapon. You know, when you're, a, you don't lay down your weapon, you know. Right. So he wasn't going to surrender. <laughs> wow. And so this is, I'm just remembering back the, the movie For Greater Glory, mm-hmm. um, having to do with that whole persecution of the church around the same time period as the one that was going on in, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, for uh, it's the dragon. There be dragons. Excuse right. me. So yeah. there be dragons. So this was kind of going on in the same sort of couple of decades and mm-hmm. we th- this is just another saint that we I didn't know about who was martyred yeah. for the faith but this time wow his 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 martyrdom really speaks um mm-hmm. and and I'm reading here he was actually and and I just want to point this out for whatever reason I'm feeling inspired to do so he was a gypsy from mm-hmm. Spain That's right. yeah did do you know if he had cuz in it within that culture, sometimes there can be some occult influence and things. Did he have a conversion as well, or was he? Do you know if he was always a, a, a faithful Catholic, or do you yeah, know? That's a good question. I'm not sure about that. Um, I don't know much about his early history. I'm sure we could find out. Probably a lot of it would be in Spanish because he's not very well known outside of Spain. Right, I've never heard yeah. of him. I'm I'm a little intrigued. Any anything coming from to uh, having to do with the rosary and someone being martyred for the rosary, and especially during those very um, difficult conflicts of of church persecution, I think it mm-hmm. bears looking into further. And of course, we have a big Spanish population down here in Louisiana, so someone can help us out. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are some of your favorite um, quotes that you discovered in in the process of writing rosary yeah. gems? I think, um, I mean, I, there's some that are just so amazing. Um, and there, there's actually a few in there that are going to appear for the first time in English because they haven't been translated from other Ooh. languages. So I had some friends translate them for me, and um, um, they're they're real zingers, you know. Um, oh. There's some in there from uh, this servant of God, um, Joseph Kentenek. He's the founder of the Schoenstatt movement, which is... Yeah becoming more and more known it's just he was such a holy priest and he's got some in there that are just amazing you know talking about the rosary as our friend in battle and how we can overcome the the errors of our time through meditating upon the the mysteries of the rosary and and then also um you know nobody has a way of saying things like uh venerable fulton sheen yeah um, i agreed yeah he's got some in there i you know he's got he wrote so many books and he didn't write a particular book on the rosary, but I tell you, in almost every book he has, he mentions the rosary. Yes. And so I went through and gleaned so many of these things from his writings and some of his. He can say in two sentences what it would take someone else to write a book, you know, on. Right. He has and, that gift. He was yeah. so educated in what a doctorate in philosophy, and yet he can spoon yeah. feed it to <laughs> to me exactly. and to you. <laughs> right on. Yeah. 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 And so some of those people will read them, and I think they're really, you know, they'll help them to ponder kind of, yeah, I never thought of the rosary from that perspective. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and um, this is why it's good to persevere in it. You know, it teaches me how to love and sacrificial love. And so Fulton Sheen's got some real, real good ones in there. Um, And then also I have to say I'm always amazed at how frequently um, popes reference the rosary and talk about the rosary. So I've got popes in there starting from like the 15th century um, all the way up to the present making statements about the rosary that are really powerful. I mean, blessed, one of my favorite is blessed um, Pius IX said, he said, um, and this is verbatim, he said, give me an army praying the rosary and I will conquer the world. Wow. I mean, that's, 
that's powerful stuff. That is so. powerful stuff. And there's so many. Ha- that's the thing. If, if you're agnostic any, in any way about this kind of thing, there is no, it, it's too prolific across the tradition of the whole church. Yeah. The, the devotion to Our Lady and then the, the development of the rosary. Um, I mean, it's powerful. And you know what, Father, may I say to our listeners, because you know I love you and I'm going to tell you the truth. There's just no excuse now. Because Father has made it so easy for us. He has translated saints' quotes and other information that we would never have access to in a very simple form in his brand-new book, Rosary Gems. That's just a daily, very short daily devotional that, that is one pathway to us. You know, we can, can no longer say, I don't get it, I don't understand it, it's too above my head. I can't read St. Louis de Montfort in The Secret of the Rosary. No, no, no. Father Calloway has, has taken steps to help us grow in our our devotion to Our Lady through the rosary. Well, Father, I want to, just so quickly, the Blessed Luigi and Maria Beltram Quattrochi. Oh, yeah. I didn't do well with my Italian today. <laughs> they kind of remind me of, I know you just returned recently from mm-hmm. a pilgrimage, and you were at the tomb of Blessed Louis and Zélie Martin. Mm-hmm. with St. Therese of Lisieux. They rem- they're a married couple. In fact, the first married yeah. couple to be beatified together. So you have quotes from them as well? I do, and, and just um, statements, because they, yeah, they were the first um, couple that was beatified together, and they were married for a very long time. And one of the secrets to their um, happiness and holiness in their marriage was every evening before they went to bed, they prayed the rosary as wow. a couple. Wow. And they, yeah, they were married for a very long time, so they prayed a lot of rosaries together. And they were beatified um, together, the first couple beatified. And, and you're right, they're very similar to the parents of St. Therese of Lisieux, um, Blessed Louis and Zelie Martin, and they're going to be canonized. They're going to be the first yes. canonized couple. Yes. Um, I believe it's going to be in October. The Pope's going to canonize them. I'm so excited about it, I can hardly stand it. I, I mean, know. honestly, I'm like, and just to be, what was it like for you to be at their tomb? Oh, it was incredible oh. because... When we were in France for the pilgrimage, the announcement that they, the miracle had been approved for their canonization was made like four days before. So we arrived in Lisieux, and the place was just a buzz with excitement. Ooh. They were putting up banners and preparing for celebrations, and, and that's where the um, remains of, of these two blessings are, wow. in the basilica dedicated to their daughter, you know, St. Therese of Lisieux. Yes. So, oh yeah, I, I got. Uh, she's my heart too. <laughs> yeah, it, it was awesome. It was. Oh awesome. my goodness! Well, you know, we've just got a couple of minutes. That that's the thing about the clock; it just keeps on ticking. I, <laughs> I can't. I wish I could stop it, especially when I'm talking with you, Father Calloway. So, just let's tell people where we can get a copy of Rosary Gems, Daily Wisdom of the Holy Rosary on the Holy Rosary, as well as find out, keep up with the, all the holy work you're doing, your pilgrimages, etc., and then give us a blessing if you would. <laughs> Yeah, um, I have an, a website myself. Um, it's Father, and you have to spell out Father, um, FatherCalloway.com. So that has the new book and my other books and all about the pilgrimages I do. And um, it has stuff on my community, too, because I'm the vocation director for my community. Yes. Um, and then you can also find it on a lot of other websites as well. I'm sure that, like, Amazon has it and other you know, great Catholic bookstores will have the book and everything. So it'll be all over the place. Um yeah, so I encourage people to get a copy, fall more in love with the rosary, and just keep saying, I love you, I love you, I love, I love you, to you. Jesus and Mary, you know? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to give a blessing to uh, to all the listeners. Oh, please. And... Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the gift of Our Lady, the gift of the rosary. 
We ask you to pour down many blessings upon all the listeners, upon their needs, their intentions, especially those they pray for that are away from the faith, that they would come back. We ask all this through the intercession of Our Lady, and we place this in the blood of our Savior, and we pray as always in His most holy name, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, Father Donald Calloway. Thank you for always being so generous with your time here with us on Faith and Good Counsel. And thank you for your yes. I know the evil one tried to keep you away, but this is, he knew, he apparently knew what the beautiful work that God would ask of you. And so we thank you. We thank you. And we're uh, benefiting from the great fruit of your holy priesthood. So thank you for that. And um, until next time, my dear friends on Faith and Good Counsel, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Pox Christi, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio.